Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Arreda, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we have a special interview episode ahead of the NWSL playoffs. A quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. Also head on over to our YouTube page and hit subscribe so that you never miss a new video interview or whenever we go live. Plus, you can catch great NWSL highlights, youtube.com slash attack third hit subscribe today we are joined by the goalkeeper for washington spirit at currently playoff bound aubrey bledsoe welcome to the show how are you doing today thank you that sounds exciting playoff bound that's <laughs> it's right been it a is while or well, really never for the spirit since i've been there so <laughs> it yeah, is are trending up for us <laughs> I love that. Let's keep that same energy. Congrats on uh, on making the postseason with the Thank with you. the spirit. It's you're correct. It has been a heck of a season on and off the pitch uh, for for the team. But for now, let's let's stick with I guess the soccer aspect. Uh, uh, you know, two two forfeited games, some setbacks uh, in the latter half of the season. What, what most consider a very crucial point in this season, but the spirit overcame a lot of things to become the third place team, clinch a home, uh, home playoff, uh, all before the final uh, weekend of the regular season. Um, so what does that say? Uh, well, in your opinion, what do you feel like that says, uh, about the team in, in 2021? Um, I just think it's an incredible testament to our resilience. We've had basically everything that could go wrong, go wrong this year. Um, that's from, training facilities to travel and forfeits and um, just really dealing with it on, on all ends. Um, and we've really come together through it. It's been an incredible group of girls, uh, but we're really, yeah, coming together through all these difficulties and, you know, if we're going to have to do it, we might as well win. <laughs> so I, I think it's made us stronger and um, yeah, it's kind of like, throw whatever you can at us like we're gonna we're gonna win um as as goalkeeper of the spirit sometimes the pressure can really fall on your shoulders and and as the last line of defense to keep anything out of the net so eight clean sheets for you on the season congrats and counting as as you have another match this weekend um but you're so locked in. I watch you during games and you're so locked in and, and you're so focused. I have to ask, what's your game day routine? What, what gets you to that moment where you're so ready to go and ready to play? Um, my game day is super chill. I really don't do too much. I'll go for a bike ride, do some yoga, even like clean my apartment. I just kind of stay home, avoid stress at all costs. 
Um, but I don't really start getting like into game mode until I go out to warm up. And that's when I kind of reach another like gear where it's, um, all confidence. You know, I try to create this invincible feeling where I'm judgment free. It's a bit different than my training mentality where I'm trying to learn and grow. It's more like I make a mistake. It's like, Oh, oh well, like <laughs> that will never happen again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, just, yeah, kind of stepping in that zone where like the other team can't beat me. And it definitely helps playing in front of the players that I do. Um, I'll give a shout out to Emily Sonnet. She's one of the most intense competitors I've ever met. Like she's crazy out there. <laughs> if things aren't like perfect, you know, she'll like, she'll let me know it. So uh, I think we've raised the standards that we have of each other, especially going into this latter half of the season. And, and we just want to be as clean and perfect as possible in the defense. And they've really made my job easy, to be honest. You you hold things down uh, in net for for this team. So let's let's take a look at maybe the other side of the field for you. Let's talk about Ashley Hatch a little bit. She won Golden Boot Award. She led the league in goals this uh, this season. Uh, you know, as her team goalkeeper, you have to go against her right every day in training, <laughs> uh, and you get to see firsthand what uh, what that what she's about. Uh, what is it about Hatch that sort of makes her so keen in front of net for you guys? She's a smart player and she's gotten really great at finishing and, and picking her moments of when to shoot, when to pass. Um, and I think it's just the partnership that we've created up front. We have a lot of dangerous weapons between her, Rodman, Sanchez, and even Tara um, Mc, McCowan. I'm so bad at saying her last name. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were playing a uh, scrimmage the other week and it was kind of like our defense versus our offense. And I'm like, wow, like they're coming at all sides and they're like a lot faster than I thought. So they, they put in a couple goals on me and I'm, I was like, wow. All right. <laughs> That's what it feels like to play against y'all. Um, but yeah, Hatch is, Hatch has been brilliant uh, the past couple years. So I think it's just having a supporting cast around her We've really relied on her over the years. Uh, it's just kind of our solitary form of uh, attack. And now that we've got some other dangerous weapons, I think it takes the pressure off Hatch a lot. And um, yeah, everyone's doing well up there. All of those dangerous weapons, including yourself and goal, will go against North Carolina Courage. First round of the quarterfinals this weekend, this Sunday. Um, this will be the fourth time that you will face this team this season, that, that Spirit and Courage will face off. And they haven't beaten you. Um, but now it's the playoffs. So how how is the approach to the Courage and playing them in the postseason different than a regular season game? Yeah, it'll be a really difficult game. Uh, I'm excited. I think viewers, you're going to be in for a treat. Um, anything goes in the playoffs. Uh, I think they're going to come out firing. They have a winning culture. They've been there before they've won championships. So they know what it takes. They're gritty. Um, they've been through a lot as well this season, um, as we all have in the NBA cell. So I think we're going to hit another notch, uh, collectively in the playoffs. So it just comes down to those moments. Um, you know, there, there's going to be a couple chances and can we 
take advantage of ours and, and step up and, um, you know, deny theirs. So it's it just comes down to those, yeah, those small moments um, where hopefully the big time players will um, pull through for us. You know, um, you mentioned a little bit in talking about the courage, some of um, the tough parts of, of the years for, for certain clubs and, you know, for, for the spirit, there's, there has been a lot of, of news, not, not regarding uh, soccer. So on a personal note, you know, how, how, have, how have you handled all of that? What maybe um, have you learned about your teammates perhaps in moment, in all of these moments that, that you've all sort of faced collectively this season with, with the club kind of constantly being in the news? Mm-hmm. It's been really difficult. A lot has detracted away from our on the field preparation which is unfortunate, um, but at the same time, like, yeah, it has grown us together because we're dealing with some difficult things. Um, we've hit some low lows, so uh, it makes these wins and, and these highs that hopefully will hit the ultimate high on November 20th, right? Um, but it, it makes that sweeter. And um, yeah, we've, Oh, what have we learned? You know, there's probably going to have to be like a case study into the Washington spirit. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that, that we will know fully. Um, yeah. Everything that we have learned and how we've grown, but I think for me personally and for the team, like we are able to do very difficult things <laughs> like I'm proud of every single one of these girls, the things that we have been asked to do. No professional female soccer player should have to do these things. Um, And we've come through it all and we've won and we're doing it um, quite brilliantly. So I'm just very proud of everyone and um, really hoping that we can win the championship and just, uh, disappear for the month of December. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned it's been a little difficult, which I can only imagine to separate everything that's happening off the field to what's actually happening on the field. So do you, do you try to separate them? Do you say like, okay, we're stepping onto the, the field right now, crossing the white line. Let's, let's focus on this. Or do you kind of let everything that's happening off the field fuel you and the team to kind of say, we're going to prove everyone wrong that we, we can still do this despite everything else. How, how do you kind of approach that? It's a little bit of both. For me, it is difficult to compartmentalize because it's kind of all interrelated. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like soccer is necessarily like my sanctuary and everything else can be going wrong and soccer would be great. Like for me, it's a bit interrelated and, um, I play my best soccer when I'm confident and free and um, um, know I'm supported and loved by my teammates and coaches and um, just feel supported. So I think all those factors play into your on the field performance. Um, So at the beginning, I think we were all kind of looking for that and didn't necessarily have it. So then, you know, we switch gears and we're like, okay, we're not going to have the proper training facilities but we've got each other. We're going to get through this together. So I think once we kind of just accepted the um, circumstances for what they are, um, then we were able to move past that and to focus more 
on our play and, and to make that more joyful. But um, yeah, for a while, just the circumstances outside the field were, were pretty overwhelming and it was, it was kind of seeping into our environment. Um, but I think we kind of put up, you know, our fence, so to speak, and said, hey, like, they're going to try to tear us apart. But like everyone on this field, we have to have each other's backs. And, and we're doing that to the best of our ability. And um, yeah, I'm proud of how, how we've done so far. You know, within within all of this, um, maybe sometimes it's, it's hard to find moments of joy. Is, is something like finally getting to that last regular season home game and then knowing that you're playoff on one of those like moments of joy for the team that they can sort of rally around right now? For sure. Yeah. Sunday was a great time. Um, we had a, a good uh, little party with friends and family and everyone was just dressed up for Halloween. Uh, so it was great to just have everyone together. It's been difficult with COVID too and preventing us from really bonding as a team. Um, and yeah, these are challenges that everyone has had to deal with, but, um, yeah, there's just been a lot that's tried to tear us apart. Um, so it's nice that we're able to come together through it and, and winning certainly helps. And, uh, we're really excited to be hosting the home playoff, um, on Sunday. Yeah. So third, third place, with two forfeits, um, we'll take that. <laughs> yeah, right now, you know, it's so funny. We've we've been doing a lot of these playoff interviews, and we actually had a little bit of a uh, a chat and segment with, with Tierna Davidson, and we actually talked about Halloween there as well. So I love that Halloween was a part of yeah. you know, the joyful moments for you for for you all as well. Uh, who who, in your opinion, maybe had the best costume during the oh. night? <laughs> um, best costume. Devin and Mariana were the jokers. They had like full face makeup. They looked pretty good. Um, Kelly O'Hara and Emily Sonnet were Braves players. Uh, Kelly was Dan's bee. So she like drew on, you know, a beard. And I forget which one Emily was. Uh, she had a blonde wig and like a pearl necklace. I was unfamiliar with that player, but apparently that's his style. Um <laughs> It's fun. The the players that go all out with the makeup or those costumes. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I just, everyone like got into it. There was no one who was just like, meh, I'm a soccer player. (laughs) What were you? Aubrey, what did you dress as? I was Ted Lasso. No. I had a stash and visor whistle. Uh, Yeah. The mustache was pretty uncomfortable, but. uh, No, 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 no belief sign. Oh, I had a, like a believe shirt. Oh, nice. oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what, that's yeah, everyone fun. got into it. Kumi was a minion, and she's so short, so it was like really cute. <laughs> um, and even Sayori, our other Japanese player, was Jesse from Toy Story. So it was really fun to see some of our international players embrace that as well. And yeah, it was, it was great. It was solid win, and then we um, yeah all hung out together and, and celebrated it as we should. Right on. We always like to to close out on maybe like a personal anecdote or uh, more more additional moments of joy. So we appreciate you engaging with us a little bit, and also yeah. the the engagement sign in the background. Oh, of your, you're of right. Your call here. Congrats, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Is that? I mean, I'm I'm assuming that more of that will get planned uh, in, in the off season, right? Yes, yes. I'm getting well. I'm getting married this off season because you know I'm a little busy throughout the year except for like December well really only December um (laughs) so uh yeah that's that's been something I've really looked forward to this year so hopefully we're just gonna 
ride the wave, you know, November 20th is actually my birthday, my wow. 30th birthday and the championship. And then, you know, I'll keep going, get married and uh, yeah. Watch out. Watch out, everybody. Bless has got the goals and she's going <laughs> to hopefully hit him and we'll be uh, enjoying covering everything. in, in the meantime, uh, we want to thank everyone, as always, for listening. We would like to thank you, Aubrey Bledsoe, for joining us. Good luck in the playoffs. Thanks to Aubrey Bledsoe for joining us. Next, we have a special interview with her competition on Sunday. Lynn Williams of the North Carolina Courage. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We have a special interview with a special guest. Lynn Williams, a forward for North Carolina Courage, United States Women's National Team as well, where she recently won a bronze medal in the Tokyo Games. She's got seven goals and two assists in the regular season with the team. How are you doing today, Lynn Williams? Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? Hyped, honestly. We love playoffs. <laughs> we love playoffs here at Attacking Third. Uh, pe- people don't realize that. Like, it's not just like the players who get up for this. It's like we get up for it too. Like, we're really excited to, to get into to end this and then mix it all up. Uh, congrats on making the NWSL Thank playoffs. Uh, number one, first and foremost. Uh, you've been with North Carolina Courage since their introduction to the league. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first year that the team has made the playoffs other than a number one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me a little bit about what the energy is around this team right now as as you all head off in, into the quarterfinals. Yeah, well, I'm sure people um, listening and keeping up with the NWSL know of the the news of uh, Paul Riley and um, what our team has been through um, as well as other teams around the league, but um, ours specifically with, um, you know, just that news breaking and basically kind of being turning the league into turmoil as well as losing our coach people, you know, have being abused for all those years, all et cetera. Um, but um, I think that right now, just to be able to make it into playoffs, getting another week together, um, supporting each other, it's it's an amazing feeling. Um, obviously, it's not the season that we're used to, but um, knowing that we have gone through all of that and making playoffs, I think it's a little bit sweeter. Um, it means a little bit more. Um, and so, yeah, the group was excited. You know, we, we thought after we didn't go to Portland and win, um, we knew we still had a chance with the tie. Um, but seeing everybody's face, um, in, in the airport and watching and, and cheering when we found out that we were going through and cheering when, um, Washington scored their goal, it, it just, it makes me excited to play again, be with this group for one more week and, um, hopefully more weeks to come. 
you and this team um, really have been through a lot when it, when it comes to looking at, at the, the whole picture of things, whether it's on the pitch and off the pitch as well. Uh, is that really what it is, is about right now, even though there is like a quarterfinal coming up very soon for you guys? Is it really just about sort of being this collective unit and just sort of taking things day by day and being supportive for one another, despite whatever it is in front of you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we're professional athletes. We're competitors through and through. Like we're, we want to win every single game. Um, don't get me wrong. We want to go to Washington. We want to win and we want to win the playoffs. Um, but I think there's a human side too. And a lot of the stuff this season that we've had to deal with off the field, um, it's a lot. I think it's a lot to ask of any human to um, you know, go through. And then on top of that, you're not only now physically exhausted, but you're mentally exhausted. And, um, soccer is a game for, of who can stay focused the, for 90 minutes, because that's exactly what you're trying to do um, for 90 minutes is figure out a, when somebody switches off for a second. And so when you're mentally exhausted and then trying to play 90 minutes, it's definitely, um, tougher. So I think that going into these games, of course, like I said, we are so competitive, we want to win, but it is leaning on each other, supporting one another. And, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it means more this time, I think, than it has in the past. Lots of ups and downs on the field, off the field. And, and for a player like you specifically, that is on the women's national team, um, despite going to the Olympics and, and missing a chunk of the season throughout this summer, um, which congrats on the bronze medal. That's amazing. But, but also having to split time between national team and club team over the last few weeks during these FIFA international windows, still Lynn, you are putting up seven goals during this regular season. I mean, <laughs> if, despite missing all of this time. So now with with North Carolina, as you head into the playoffs, how do you feel about your attacking unit and, and you specifically as an attacker with this team when you've been in and out uh, floating between these two teams? First of all, thank you for saying that. I feel like this isn't a typical year for me or a typical stat. So I was a little bit disappointed in myself, but, um, Lynn, remember you, know, guess, you missed half of I, <laughs> I like forget. I think you just, it's in my nature. I'm like, geez, Lynn, don't, get it in the don't goal. be so hard on yourself. What's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I am excited. I feel like I'm, um, in a good spot right now, um, coming in and out, you know, it's a whole different world, a whole different beast than just playing, um, with one team. Um, I think that that gets brushed aside how, how hard it is to go from one system to the next system, one philosophy to the next philosophy, knowing that when you're with the national team, your, your club team isn't just stopping, it's continuing to push through. Um, and when you get back, you have to like get back on board. Um, so yeah, I, it's definitely been a learning curve for me this past year, especially, um, but I'm excited. I'm ready. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to give it my all and, um, that's all I can ask for myself. So let's hope few go in the back of the net. <laughs> the, the final, the final week of the regular season was a, a wild ride to put it lightly. There were tons <laughs> of decision day scenarios for a ton of clubs, the courage head into Portland, like you said, walk out with a draw. And then you find yourselves kind of in a position where you had to root for the spirit a little bit. The yeah. same team you're about to face now in the quarterfinal. What what was that weekend like for you personally? Just sort of having to, to sit back, watch, and then wait and see if you're in the playoffs. I, I loved the reaction. You were like, thank you, <laughs> spirit siblings. Like, that was dope. Uh, walk <laughs> us through that, that process of those emotions. 
Yeah. So we, we go into Portland. We obviously know what we have to do to uh, guarantee, not guarantee a spot, but give ourselves a better chance because we knew that that Houston Washington game, um, no matter if we won or not, what it was going to come down to that game for us. And so, um, you know, go to Portland, we don't get the win, but we know we had an opportunity, like we still have a chance with the tie. And I think everybody walked away from that game knowing we could have put it away. Um, walking away from the Portland game, knowing we could have put away, but still feeling like optimistic, like, okay, we we're still in it. Um, and then, you know, it was walking, going to, through the airport. It was like stressful. Everybody has it up on their phone. Um, everybody's anxiety is high. My, my palms are literally sweating. My heart is racing. Um, people were like having to sit in different corners because they're like, you're stressing me out. Um, and then our, our plane starts boarding and we're like, there is 10 minutes left in this game. Like we, we need to watch this game. Um, and so we are all like the last people to get on the plane. Sorry for, um, all the passengers waiting. We probably held the plane delayed it a little bit. Um, but you know, when Trinity scored the, we all screamed, I think the airport was staring at us like crazy people were like these crazy people. (laughs) Um, but it was exciting, you know, I haven't been a part of something like that, um, in a while where you're just so excited, um, to get into playoffs. I think that, um, considering all that this team has gone through, it would be very easy for us to be like, you know what, we just want to go home. We want to just have some time with our family, get out of here. And that's not the, the, um, attitude or the vibe of the group. So, um, it's super exciting. I think it's super awesome. And also just, it shows the character of this team, um, and the will to want to win and, and be there for each other. So yeah, it was, it's a crazy time, man, but it was awesome. So you're, you're in, you're in the airport and you're, you're holding the plane from boarding and from taking off because of all of this excitement is, is it celebration mode at that point? Or is it, uh, is there a moment, uh, to celebrate and to, uh, really be like, yes, we're into the playoffs or is it auto automatically like now it's time for the playoffs? Like how does that shift happen for you, especially after boarding an airplane? Yeah. Um, I think it was more excitement first. You know, we had a three hour flight that we had to get on right after that. So, um, it was more like, let's get excited. Now let's sit on this plane for three hours and think about how we, how we have to get it together again. Um, because I think a lot of people thought, Houston was going to at least tie, um, especially when it was getting later on into the game, we were like, crap. Um, so I, I think there was like a wave of emotions. And then once we land, we had one day off and then we were back to it. Um, so I, we definitely gave ourselves a three hour fight to be excited. And then it was back to, okay, we got to recover. We, we have a week, um, where we have to train and get ready for our next game. When, uh, when you're thinking about getting back into, into that playoff mentality, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about maybe team chemistry. Yeah. Um, you know, you and Jessica McDonald have been the attacking duo of this team for, for some time. And she's put up four goals of her own this year. She's doing her own thing, right? How, how is the playing chemistry uh, of all between the two, the two of you over time? And, and, and what do you perhaps think the two of you contribute to the other's game? Mm. It's a good question. It's hard hitting questions here. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Jess is awesome. We've been playing, like you said, for the past six years together, I think it is. Um, 
which I think it helps uh, going into these these bigger games. You know, Jess is such a playoff player. Um, you see her put up big goals during big times. Um, I'm specifically thinking of her performance in 2018 in Portland. Um, but, you know, it, it's nice. Like I, because we've played for so long together, it's almost like I know exactly what she's going to do or where she's going to be or her tendencies. And I think she thinks will say the same thing about me. Um, I also think that, um, you know, I, I, I know that if I mess up or she messes up, we have that connection where I can say, Oh, my bad. Like, this is what I need from you. And, and she's receptive to that and vice versa. Um, and we've just, we've, that's how we've grown together. Um, you know, we're very supportive of each other. Um, I wish Jess nothing but the best and same for her to me. Um, and I think that what's unique about our partnership or is beautiful about our partnership is we don't care who scores. It's just whatever is going to make the team win. Um, and so I don't, I don't know. I could go on for days about, <laughs> we got six years worth of, worth of stuff, but, um, it's been such an honor to, um, you know, be her teammate for this long and, um, watch her grow and grow alongside of her. And there's parts of her game that I've taken and, um, tried to implement in my game. And, um, I like to think vice versa, but who knows? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think we do have a good partnership and, um, I think that it has paid off in big moments. So, um, knock on wood, but I hope it pays off in, in a couple more. Yeah, a, f- a few more together yeah. with you guys up at, up at the top. Um, now, Lynn, when Sandra started this episode in this interview, she listed off of your listed off all of your accolades, national team forward, North Carolina forward. But you are also a podcaster and a <laughs> podcast host. Sandra, you forgot that one. So we disrespectful. Have to ask. I'm so we sorry. Have, we have to ask about it because Sandra and I were friends and we're podcast hosts. You have a podcast with your friend and teammate, oh. Sam Mewis. Um, you're a podcaster. Welcome to the podcasting club. It's pretty fun. Isn't it so fun? It's so fun. You just chat with your friends about soccer and life. It's, it's really great. So how has the podcasting world been for you? How's who does the content planning? Who writes the script? We want to know, we want to give, we want to know the background details behind snacks. Well, first of all, there's a whole, like, you don't even realize how much goes on behind the scenes of podcasting. Um, yeah, you're telling us. Like. <laughs> no, we actually do know. <laughs> well, I know you know, but I think listeners don't really know. Um, and it, it's so fun. Um, you know, me and Sam, we're super close friends. Um, I'm assuming like you guys, it's, it's, we have a joy talking to our guests, um, so far they've been a lot of our friends, but at the same time, we've gotten to learn a lot about our friends that we didn't realize, um, which has been also very exciting. Um, but yeah, me and Sam, um, so we work with just women sports. Um, and I think they're a great, um, organization, you know, they, they are putting women's sports more on the map and making it more visible and, um, attainable to the, uh, like, audiences who like sports. And I think that's such an amazing mission. Um, and so they came to us, asked us, we're going to do the podcast for a while. We were like, no, we got the Olympics going on. We don't know if we can focus right now. And then, um, when, um, 2020 happened, me, Sam, her husband, and their cute little dog, Finn, um, we all quarantined together and me and Sam just, we've lived together for four years and we would have all these like 
deep night talks, or they would just be like fun talks late at night, um, over either a dessert she made or dinner that we made, or just something fun. And when it turned 2020, our conversations turned from just fun to, to real life stuff, um, with, you know, George Floyd and Brianna Taylor. Um, and I think we got to know each other a little, like on a deeper level and, um, I'm getting away from the question, but I promise I'll bring it back around. <laughs> but we we started, you know, getting to know each other on a deeper level. And in that moment, when we then were asked again to do this podcast, we saw an opportunity where two people who come from different backgrounds, who don't look alike, can sit down and have deep conversations, but in a constructive and um, positive way. And I think at that time, we were like, I think the world needs to see this. Um so, but obviously we're soccer players. So we, we are like, we're going to bring them in with our soccer and just hopefully, um, our friendship and make it feel like people are just sitting in on our conversations, having a, like a nice snack with us and, um, having a, a deep conversation, but also a fun conversation. And, you know, we write our scripts, we write everything we, um, I just, you know, um, got on the phone with Sam earlier today and was like, all right, we're going to interview this person. What do we need to interview them about? Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, some part of the podcast, we go off the rails. I'm sure if you guys have listened and it's just nonsense. Um, and we are so grateful for just women's sports to be able to chop it up and make us sound good and give us the clips. So we're, um, I don't know if you guys have somebody who does that, me, that part, I don't even want to be a part of like, that sounds crazy and tough. <laughs> let me, let me tell you, I have listened and I love, are you having an okay time? We need, we need the merch. I'm saying it right now. I'm putting it out. There. I need, I need JWS to, to, to that is so, that's a genius idea. Like, I think that me and Sam have a pretty good balance um, because I'll say something crazy and then she'll be like, Lynn, that was so dumb. But then she'll do something <laughs> like that and say, Christy, are you having an okay time? And I'm like, Sam, first of all, it's your sister. You're in just, just relax. Um, but, it was, it you know, was a, it was a great episode. I think everybody should go and listen to it if they haven't yet. I've, I have heard that that has been people's favorite episode so far. So maybe we have to bring it back. It was, it was really one of the good ones. And, and you have had a number of guests on that one being Christy, Sam's sister, which is pretty fun to have on. But, um, so you come up with all the content planning and you yeah. do all of that, but do you, is it hard to have conversations with Sam as a friend and be like, we're going to talk about this on the podcast. We're going to have this conversation again. Does that happen? Um, I, well, I think there's like, because we know each other and we have talked off, like there are some topics that we're like, no, do not talk about that. Don't <laughs> ask. Um, and then there are moments where I'm like, I already know the answer to this, but I'm going <laughs> to just say it again. Um, as if I'm, um, saying it for the first time, but then there are like stories. Um, I don't know if you, listen to this one. But when I put my socks in the microwave, I was like, I have a story to tell you, but I need your like genuine reaction. So I cannot tell you until the podcast. <laughs> um, so there's times like that where I'm like, okay, I can't tell you just yet. I love that. I love that. That background to that is that it was authentic that you were yes. like, I got to get the authentic reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, Cause we we've done that before. So in season one, there was a couple of times when we were telling stories and then we were like, crap, like, I have to resell this story on the podcast and I already got your reaction. So I think 
now that we are mature podcasters this season <laughs> too, um, we have learned that like when it's a good story, we got to, you got to relax and just wait a second. Yeah, ve- veteran podcasters, you're, you're learning the ropes and how to do it, but welcome to the podcast club. It's so fun to have us all here together. Thank you. <laughs> I love veteran. it. Le- learning and, and growing and, and evolving. Uh, I'm, I'm eager to hear some, some more episodes. I, I'm going to ask like two, let's do like a quick rapid fire. It'll be like two okay. rapid fire questions and then we'll, and then we'll wrap it up. If you can have, you said that this was a podcast where it's friends with friends and also talking with other friends. So mm. aim for the stars, go big, go home. If you can have like a dream guest on snacks, who would it be? Oh gosh, this is a hard question. Oh my God, Linus Rapid Fire. I know, this isn't <laughs> rapid at all. I'm, I There's so many people out there. Um, I think Michelle Obama would be amazing. I think- oh. Yeah, that would be probably like my number one, because um, I also think she has a lot to say, but I feel as though she could she could laugh with us. I'm feeling as I'm getting those vibes from Michelle. Um, so let's go That's with that. I don't know how good her soccer abilities are, but we can teach her. Yeah, that would be half the fun uh, of the show. And here's a very, very simple one. Uh, if you can only have one snack oh, forever, so what is it going to be? <laughs> I, just, I just said this on another podcast but i said chips but that's because they also include chocolate chips potato chips. <laughs> wow that's really good answer I i'll don't take no i don't i'm gonna call this no you can't oh you want to lisa lisa, you lisa. Want a potato chip and a chocolate chip are very different things I'll, lisa, lisa. Chip. I'll take a chip okay lynn you thought I was the hard-hitting questions. It's Lisa. She wants the one. She wants the Lisa. One. Don't be don't be a snack hater and let me have all my snacks. <laughs> chips, plural, all-encompassing chips. All I love the chips. It. Fine, Lynn. I'll give it to you. You can have all your chips. <laughs> right on. I would I would definitely go with flaming hots or or takis. I'll put it I'll put it out there. I put myself on blast. Uh, I, I want to thank everybody uh, for listening. Uh, it was a fun episode. We appreciate. You, Lynn, for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Good luck in the playoffs. We have to remind everyone that we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcast shows. Uh, we're also available as videos, so you can subscribe to us uh, on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash attack the third. And uh, we will be back Friday uh, with a full NWSL quarterfinal playoff. So for Sandra Herrera, Lisa Roman, and Williams, this was the second game.